This episode of the Bar Star Podcast is proudly brought to you by Louisville Music Studios. Located at 4220 Trio Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. Zip code is 40219. And the phone number for booking is 502-693-7462. Louisville Music Studios is awesome. That is where my home base is for my new secret project. And uh, they have been amazing. The staff is amazing. David Payne has worked on a really, really cool concept and brought it to life. Uh, And he is constantly making changes over there. It's an awesome place. You guys need to go check it out because not only is it an awesome place, but they're giving away something for free. David and I had a conversation and he decided to extend our offer. With a two-hour minimum, if you call that number for booking to book some rehearsal time, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? We're musicians. Most of us are broke. So check them out. If you have not checked out Louisville Music Studios yet, you need to. Like I've said before, you can go in and rehearse for a couple hours. You can rehearse for an afternoon. You can set up a monthly rental so you can have a home base to work on, I don't know, secret projects. Whatever you want to. So Louisville Music Studios is awesome. You need to go check them out. Staff is amazing. The gear is amazing. The room is amazing. I love them, they love me, and uh, everything is just sunshine and fucking puppies. Oh yeah, enjoy this episode of the show. The Bar Star Podcast is a show that aims for something a little different. It's hosted by a drummer who thinks he's a musician. But let's be honest, I know and you know that drummers are not musicians, right? Or are they? Hang on a second, who wrote this crap? This is garbage. Nobody's going to listen to a show put on by somebody they haven't heard of. Stupid. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host. Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my silly ass. There was no show last week and I'm not apologizing for it, so let's just move on. Okay? Okay. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a good week. And as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Please take a minute to check out my sponsors. You know the drill by now. Prophecy Inc. in the Highlands in Louisville, Kentucky and Louisville Music Studios at 4220 Trio Avenue. Go to the tattoo shop, mention the Bar Star Podcast, this lowly podcast you're listening to right now, and you will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. And if you call the number for booking at Louisville Music Studios with a two-hour minimum, you will get your first hour for free. So you can't beat free shit and 10% off your tattoo. Also, please make sure you check out my website. Buy a shit ton of t-shirts that you haven't bought yet. Mm -hmm. I see how you guys are. You tell me to order. Some of you fuckers actually did tell me to buy. Get some t-shirts, man. We'll buy them. Mm -hmm. I see how you are. That could be a lie. That could be true. I'll never tell. But if you go to my website, when you go to my website, while you're on my website, please use the doorway to Amazon to buy whatever it is you need to buy. And Amazon will give me a little bit of a smidge of a kickback. And uh, it just helps support the show that I do bring to you for free every week. Except that once in a while I skip a week and don't tell you. 
I thought we were going to move on from this. Anyway, today on the show, I got a chance to hang out with Steve Sizemore and Ben Noble. Uh, they are the two gentlemen that I will be going on tour with, along with Delano. We will be the support band that will be behind Delano. That's how that shit works. And we sat down after we had our first rehearsal that went very, very well. Two really competent musicians. Uh, the three of us knew each other for 10, 15 minutes and sat down and ran through a bunch of songs. It was awesome. Uh, everything is going smoothly. It's going according to plan. The tour with Delana will be awesome. And when she gets here and we rehearse, it's just going to be fucking sick. But uh, Steve and Ben, we did not spend a whole lot of time together. This is kind of a short episode because they uh, live three hours away from here. So I didn't want to keep them all night since we had about a three-hour rehearsal or so. So we sat down and we, we just talked a little bit about this, that, and the other, including the whole Delana, how it happened, and where Ben and Steve are coming from and where they came from. And it was just a cool little hang. It was nice to get to know them, um, have them get to know me, because we are going to be stuck inside a van for a couple of weeks together, and that could be really weird. So uh, before I get into the conversation with those two gentlemen, um, I want to plug a couple things for them so you can keep up with what they're doing. Obviously, find them both on Facebook. Uh, ben Noble and Steve Sizemore. And Steve Sizemore is has a band called the Steve Sizemore Group. And May 2nd, which is today, kids, if you're listening to this on post day, if you're listening to this after post day, you're fucked. You're going to miss it. Uh, but today, tonight, this evening, is an evening with Ace Freely at River Park in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Uh, yes, that's actually the Ace Freely. And Steve Sizemore Group will be opening up for them. And to open the entire show is a band called Downtrend. And also, Steve and Ben will be doing Abbey Road on the River. It's the world's largest Beatles-inspired music festival. It happens every year in Louisville. It's kind of a big deal. They draw shit tons of folks to come here. A lot of Beatles tribute bands. Uh, and from what I hear, they are all amazing. I have never been. I will probably never go. You can throw things at your earbuds or your phones right now in your hatred of me, and that is completely fine. I have no interest in trying to wade through 25,000 people to watch a band. You guys that know me personally know that is not a lie. You guys that don't know me personally, I'm not big into being in the middle of crowds. It kind of freaks me out. But that will be May 23rd through May 27th in Jeffersonville at the Big Four Station Park. And they will be playing all five days. And there's a special Tom Petty show on Thursday and Monday. It's going to be really cool. And you can check all that information out at abbeyroadontheriver.com. Dot com. So, now that I'm done plugging all your shit, Steve, you better put that check in the mail, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, seriously, it was, uh, it was a really cool hang. I'm going to keep this intro short. Uh, I have shit to do. You guys have shit to do, and you don't really want to hear me ramble to myself or to you unless I'm actually talking about something interesting, and all the interesting stuff has already flown out of the hole in my face, so I'm done. I'm out of here. So please enjoy my conversation with Steve Sizemore and Ben Noble, who will be my co-conspirators as we back up Delana this summer on the road. It's going to be awesome. Here is my conversation with those two gentlemen. 
record hitting. Yes. All right. Cool. We're good. All right. So, uh, take two. At least I don't have to edit my keys out this time. So, I am sitting here at LMS in my studio where I house my secret project. But we just had rehearsal, and we being the three gentlemen that will be backing up Delana this summer. And I am sitting with Steve Sizemore, the bass player to my right. Say hello, Steve. Hello, everybody. And to my sort of left in front of me, staring at my ugly face and my big herpes, stop looking at it. It will grow and talk to you. <laughs> I am hanging with Ben Noble, guitar player extraordinaire. Say hello, Ben. Hey, what's up? Uh, we just got done running through the tunes for the first time. This is the first time we've met face to face. We knew each other mm -hmm. for five minutes and played uh, seven songs. Oh, yeah. I think it went well. What do you I guys think? think? It went great. Nice. So happy. So happy. Nice. So... I know you guys are short on time because you have a three-hour drive, so we're going to jump right into the, to the fun shit. You have the similar story that I do. Most of my listeners have heard the Delana episode, um, and she met you two this January like she met me. Correct. Except you guys actually played with her. Mm -hmm. I was talking to her and fanboying out while she mm -hmm. was in line waiting to buy some wine, and she said that rhymes, and she's going to write a song about it. Mm -hmm. See, I pay attention. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, a song. <laughs> yes, a song. So how did you two end up at NAMM? That's the biggest question I have for you guys. The reason we were at NAMM was through Gretsch. I have an endorsement with Gretsch Guitars. Oh, Gretsch that would explain that pretty out. bass you have, sir. Yes, yes, that's it. So we've been out there several times throughout the last few years. Gotcha. And uh, this time, this year, we couldn't, we didn't have enough time to do Gretsch and or, I'm sorry, Nam and the show that we were doing that Delana actually ended up playing. Gotcha. So we had to make a choice. Oh, uh, okay. And we didn't I got do you. Nam. We did the show. Gotcha. And so glad we did. So glad we did. So, I would agree. Yeah. I, I, I'm, me personally, I'm fucking glad you did too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now look, here we are. I know, here incredible. we are. It was just, uh, just one of those things, man. It's just incredible. So we, we, we were out there with Hirsch Gardner. He, he's uh, one of my all-time heroes on the drums. He had a band called New England. It was, gotcha. It was just great band. I think they're going to do some stuff this year again. Nice. An anniversary. But he was just, just uh, we, Ben and I went out there and we played some acoustic stuff with him. And Delana was going to do a little an acoustic set after, like in the after party thing. Right. And so she came out there, and we were going to do a few songs with her, too. Just just jamming, just having fun. Right. Uh, she and Brandon Cook, and uh, it just went from there, man. Nice. So that was the first time you, Ben, had actually heard of her. Because you and I have talked about this before yes. privately. Yes. Um, you knew who she was. You didn't really know who she was that much. Right. I remember the show. Right. But I never watched it. Right. Yeah. I got you. And I watched it every single night. I did, too. Every week. I was... Yeah. It's actually funny, and we're not going to go off, well, I should say, I'm not going to go off on a big tangent, but uh, that show was so cool for me because personally I had a lot of shit going on, but professionally I was fucking killing it. I was doing this church gig, I was on a weekly television show. Yes, I played drums for a television show for children. It was fucking weird. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> um, but that show came on, so it was like when I wasn't working and I was at home, I could focus on that show, which was like work. And then I, I, because I followed so many people off that show, like I said on her episode, her, Lucas Rossi, who won, Storm Large, uh, Josh Logan, there was another chick on there. Um, actually, Jordis Unga was on the first one. But yeah. it was kind of cool for me because it was the first foray into 
it's a reality show, but it's actually got some substance to it. And I don't know if you guys know this, and I didn't talk about it on Delana's episode. That band that was the vo- uh, the oh, yeah. the rock star Supernova band, yeah. that house band is the actual house band for The Voice. It's Paul Merkovich. Oh, it's the same it's, guy. Yeah, it's, this, it's Paul Merkovich mm-hmm. is the band leader, and that dude's a fucking genius. Oh, wow. And Nate Morton is a drummer. That guy's phenomenal. Well, they, they had so much interest going on. That that blew them up as well, because I know Paul Stanley used them for his solo tour. Yes, he, he did. He actually paid more money to get them. Uh, he was using a bus for the first time in years. Right. I, re- I remember so something about that. Use that band. Yep, I remember something about that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ben. How old are you? 32. Oh, you're, you're a kid. How old are you? I'm 52. You're thick, thick. <laughs> oh, my God, you're a thick kid. Um, I'm 44. Yeah. yeah, it's weird because I'm always the youngest guy. Yeah. And you're the shortest. <laughs> For once, I am not the shortest. <laughs> Yay! Sweet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to start with you, Ben. What is, what is kind of your, the short version of your story? Like, how did you start playing and all that stuff? I don't, I, I get the whole fucking, you know, I picked up guitar. I, I know that. But, like, what made you kind of want to play? Oh, for my 11th birthday, I got the ACDC Who Made Who album. There was a movie mm. called Maximum Overdrive, Stephen uh-huh. King movie. Yep. But I watched it with my mom one night, and uh, I made the comment, hey, you know, that music sounds cool. And then, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, my 11th birthday come up. And they got me the album for my birthday. Nice. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, you know. <laughs> and it just kind of... got a record. Look what I got. <laughs> just went from there, man. Nice. And I started finding all these other bands and stuff. And eventually I, it manifested into me, into me playing guitar, you know. So you kind of did what I did then. Because we're, we're all going to go around and, and get a little bit of history from each other. Because we obviously don't know each other that well. But I did the same thing. I delved into music first. I started finding all these bands. And mine was Motley Crue. I found the Shadow oh, of the Devil oh, record and went, Crue. what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. It's not what I said at that age, but that's what oh, I really oh, meant. Oh, oh. Uh, if it wasn't for Tommy Lee, I wouldn't be a drummer. Yeah. And after playing with me, I'm sure you heard a smidge of that. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what was your deal? When did you start playing? Uh, or how, I should say. How did I start playing? Probably Peter Chris. Because, see, I'm a drummer. I'm really a drummer. That's right. You are a drummer first. I started on drums, and uh, in the 90s, I started playing uh, uh, bass and, and lead vocals because I was doing a lot of the songwriting and things. Anyway. Gotcha. But that's another story. But, yeah, uh, I started Peter Chris made me want to get a drum set. And so... Uh, Please tell me you didn't have one of those big fucking giant ones. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You did, didn't you? I did. God damn it. I had the road of I moms. liked you. Oh, fuck. I liked you till a second ago. <laughs> God damn it, No, Steve. I'll tell you a short little story. <laughs> so another big, big influence of mine is Max Weinberg. Mm-hmm. So I got I got to see it. It was in, I think it was the Born in the USA tour. I got to meet him here in Louisville, actually. Nice. And he uh, asked me about my, I told him I was a drummer. He goes, so what kind of kid you got? I've got a big 16-piece Roto-Toms and all that. And he goes, get rid of those, man. <laughs> He said, get rid of those. And I said, what? Neil Peart, man, Neil Peart. He's like, it's, it's cooler to sound like the end of the world on four than it's cooler to sound like the end of the world on all these other drums. It looks better. Nice. And so I, I went straight home and... and dumped all that dumped shit. Them. Yeah, nice. it's been four piece for me ever since. Man. Very cool. Um, it's funny because I get a... Um, I shouldn't say a lot. Often I get questioned. People will message me or text me or whatever and... Talk about the size of my rig and stuff. If you look at my rig, it looks huge. It's not. 
It's a five-piece no, kit. Not, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just big sizes, and I use a rack and two floors instead of the mm-hmm. one up and one down. And I used a four-piece for years, mm-hmm. but now I use. Mm-hmm. I've gone back to a rack and two floors, and especially with this stuff, I was originally going to use a four-piece. You and I, I talked about that. And after I got into all these songs, I was like, no, I. I've, and then Delana had to throw Zeppelin. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, oh. Delana. Thanks. He's got the big 24-inch kick for that, though. Oh, yeah, everybody knows that. I have, I, I have to compensate, you know what I mean? I'm hung like a fucking fire ant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. when you, when did you guys, and I don't care which one of you goes first, when did you figure out that, holy shit, I actually can do this and I want to do this? Not with Delana, I mean just music in general. You want to go first? I guess just playing my first show, man. Wow. <laughs> you need a you need a coax and pumpkin? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm a little fucking weird. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It's all good. We're all a little weird, man. We have to of be course, weird to play yeah. music. Yeah. But I guess a couple years after I started playing, I had a little band in high school, and we played at the JROTC military ball. You know? Oh, nice. And it was just cool, you know. Our bass player got us the gig, and I broke a string before we started playing. You, know? <laughs> you did it on a five-string? Yeah. Nice. Wow. And still pulled it off. Yeah. It wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. Is, is anybody's first gigs really good? Probably not. I'm not sure it's helpful. <laughs> I, I will not bore my listeners with this story. I'll tell you guys the story off the air. But my first gig was a death metal band in the South with a black front man in a hippie bar. That's a story. That's all the fuck I'm going to say. Oh <laughs> it oh was brutal. That's a story. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Um, so for me, I guess my uh, big moment was uh, the Paul and Halloween special. It was my Ed Sullivan, which was Kiss. Gotcha. And I was after that was after I saw that I was like, that's what I want. I want to be I want to be a rock and roller. And uh, so you started yeah. doing it from that. From that, it's when I started wanting to play. And uh, then I got my first band when I was uh, in high school, and we went from there. Ended up doing an album a few years later, and four albums. And we got like four albums out. Nice, very cool. Now we're doing two of your songs. Yes. But you played on those songs too, right, man? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought so. I, I heard a little bit of your tone when we were in there rehearsing when, when we did those two originals. I said, yep. I think that motherfucker played on these. Oh, yeah. uh, but we're doing two of your songs along yes. with Delana's stuff and some of the other covers we're doing. Correct. Yeah. And that's very, very cool. Uh, Actually, correction, I played on one of them. Yeah. I played on That's All I Want. I didn't play on She's So Contagious. That's right. that's right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I like That's All I Want better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you who can't remember the fucking name of the damn thing. <laughs> I don't know what the name of my song is. I'm just kidding. Um, so you, your normal band is, wait, what city do you live in? It's uh, a town called Hyden. Hyden. Do you live in the same town or do you live somewhere else? Uh, I live in Bullen. It might as well as be Hazard because they're right next to each other. Gotcha. But I'm about 30 minutes away from him. Yeah. Okay, cool. But you're both about three hours from me. Yeah. 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 But your main band is the Steve Sizemore group, correct? correct? Yes. And you are in that band with him, correct? I am. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now I got that all straight now. Yeah. These are questions that I just don't an- ask in the group that we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, what's stupid? Why is this fucking dude asking me this? <laughs> this is a dumbass question. Um, and how long have you had that band? 
Since 2000. Since 2000. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, in the 90s, we were recorded under a band called Contagious, <coughs> and it, it split up in around 2000, and we kind of morphed into... Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I bring all this up so you can plug a show you have coming up, because yes. you guys are opening for Ace Freely, correct? Correct. That does not suck, sir. No. And sir. It's no. pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. That's cool as shit. I'm not used to having two yeah. people in here. This is fucking weird. <laughs> or in front of me, I should say. Uh, that is very cool. What yeah. is the date of that? It is Thursday, May 2nd. May 2nd. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's the day this will post. Yes. <laughs> wow. So post today, kids, yeah. and you guys know I post early in the morning, so make your planes to go. Where are they going? It's Whitesburg, Kentucky. And it's it's not it's you know kind of down in the eastern part of the state, but uh, it's going to be really cool. It's outside, nice. So it's going to be nice out, and uh, a lot of people and some great rock and roll. And that that dude, uh, what's his uh, Ace. Ace? Ace. He's going to do the smoking guitar. <laughs> He's going to do the smoking something. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ace. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that, he doesn't do that anymore. I'm sorry. So he says. Yeah. yeah. You read his book? Yeah. Either one of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's a pretty good damn book. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Did yeah. you read Peter Chris's book? Yes. I'm gonna say it on a microphone. He's a whiny bitch. It was a it was a wine fest. The Thank you. High five in a microphone. Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Somebody that agree, agrees with you me. You know, and he was a big influence for me, but I'm not. He's not. Much. Dude. Yeah. He's kind of. Listen, you've had the world at your fucking feet mm-hmm. for forty. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Suck yeah. it up and. Go do some shit, as I say at the end of yeah. every one of my shows. Yeah. Anyway, so we don't forget May eighth. No, May second. Sorry, 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 sorry. May second, Thursday, Thursday, the day this is post. Mm-hmm. So today, tonight, kid, you are going to where? Whitesburg, Kentucky. Whitesburg, Kentucky. Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley, Steve Sizemore Group, and anybody else? Is just uh, a two. Ba- another local bank called Downtrend will be there. Great gotcha. guys. Yeah. Good guys. I have never met them, but I know of them. They opened for uh, the Iron Maidens. Here, were you okay. at the show? No, yeah, but I heard about them playing. Yeah, yeah, they opened for them. Uh, that it was, was at Mercury. Was yep, it was at Mercury. I had to go see that. Yeah. I've seen enough of their footage. Those chicks are badass. Oh, they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I can't. I don't know which one is which. Not because they're girls or anything. I just get their names confused. But yeah. one guitar player I think is a smidge better than the other. But I'm not a guitar player, so that nobody really gives a shit what I think. Um, but they're both so good. Oh, yeah. They're that whole band's good. And Linda, the drummer, she's a fucking monster, too. Yeah. She's yeah. been in a bunch of shit. Well, you have to be to play. Oh, hell yeah. Stuff. You have to yeah. be a monster. Duh. Man. Duh. Oh, that is awesome. Um, okay. So, when did you, Mr. Ben, decide, besides that first show when you only played with five strings, when did you figure out... Because you already told me how you decided you wanted to do it. When did you figure out that you could do it? The reason I ask that is because I've always wanted to do it, but I didn't figure out that I could do it till a long time after I was playing. Because I just I didn't have the confidence. I thought I saw. I still think I'm okay, and I'm not looking for compliments. That's not what I'm saying. That it's just we're our own worst critic. All of us are. So it took me a long time to go. All right, I'm actually going to get out in front of people and do this. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you when do you have a moment that you remember? You know, it's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Well, that's cool. But um, what comes to mind first is probably uh, the first real band I was in was a band called Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded an album and played around home a lot. Right. But um, I guess probably 
like the fourth gig we did, we got a solidified kind of lineup, you know, and it was just right. Good show, everybody. It went over good, and that I guess that was kind of when I thought, well, I can do this, you know. Right. It's it's interesting when you look back on that and you think about it if you've never really thought about it, because I've I've always thought that way. Like I've. My wife calls me the most logical person she's ever known, which can be to my detriment sometimes because I overthink shit. But mm. I look at things from every angle, and yeah. I've always, I've always thought there's for me personally. I can't speak for any other musician, and I'm speaking just musically. There's been points in my life that I can look back and go, "Oh, that's when that clicked. Oh, that's when that started to make sense." You know what I mean? Oh, that's mm. what that fucking is. That's where. That's why I asked the question that way. What about you? Um. Who are you again? What are you doing in my room? <laughs> when? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, when did I... I guess when we started writing songs. That kind of set us apart. Now, were you I, writing I, on I bass feel, or on drums? Um, I was... Well, I played guitar. I've always played guitar, too. But So, I was writing on guitar. And I thought... It was, it was pretty Man, look at this guy. Come up with can play with all these fucking... I can play all the instruments. And, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm so, watching your balls. Go okay. ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be I'm in a band with I'm me a, for two uh, weeks, yeah. motherfucker. Jack of all trades, master of none. So. But anyway. I'm uh, a master of drinking coffee. That are you really? Good. Oh, yes. I like coffee too, man. Oh, I love you. Oh, yeah. I love it. Sure I love you. I'm rubbing his yeah, leg. Me kids. three. Yeah. You like coffee too? Oh, yeah. High five in a microphone. Yeah. Yes. So we'll go broke on Starbucks. I will anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to Canada. I'm going to have real Tim Hortons. <laughs> if I can find one. I've always heard you have to go to a real Tim Hortons. Okay. We'll do it, man. man if we absolutely. if we find one and we have time, we, I'm going. Mm, sure. Absolutely. Okay, anyway. So you started writing songs. Yeah. When did, when that was, you know, was, the songs were good. You know, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. It didn't sound like just some guy in a garage. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually listenable. Well, this, so, wow, this does not suck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little niche. Nice. So, how old were you when you when that kind of clicked? And Ben, I'm going to ask you the same question because I forgot to ask you that. Probably around nineteen. Nineteen. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around the same age, nineteen. Yeah, and going with what he said, writing songs and stuff. That show I was talking about, that Dark Horse show, was the first time we really played any of our own songs, and they right. went over good. You know, so that you know that was a that was a big factor in that whole thing. You know, right. As far as <clears throat> clicking. So to speak, right? You, you guys and myself have, have obviously just met, and um, so we don't we don't have a whole lot of history. But for a very very brief thing, sorry, people that are loyal to me, you're gonna have to hear it again. Uh, I did originals for the first probably eighteen nineteen years I played. I wouldn't touch a cover. Like, fuck no way. And really really short story for you two, since you're sitting here, you'll find it funny. A friend of mine called me when I was going to Atlanta Institute of Music, and he said, hey, I need you to fill in for me this weekend. And I said, fill in for you for what? He, I don't remember. He broke his hand or his, put his pecker in a seagull. I don't know what the fuck he did. But he couldn't play the, his gig, and he's like, dude, his covers, it's easy. I was like, I've never done a cover gig. I mean, I've, I've covered stuff in my mm-hmm. original bands, but I've never done a full-blown cover gig. So, long story short, I charted out all these tunes, never met these guys, walked in, did the gig, and the, when we got done with the gig, the guy handed me two $100 bills. And I said, what the fuck is this? He goes, that's your cut. And I said, excuse me? He said, that's your cut. And I went, you guys do this all the time? Oh, he yeah. says, every weekend. And I went, 
Amen. Yep. Amen. I made more money in the first six months of playing mm-hmm. covers than I did in 17, 18 years of playing originals. Yeah. And if for for the young people that always say that you're selling out, yes, I did. Because yeah. LG and E wants their fucking money. That's Louisville Gas. They company. don't care if you can write songs. They no, don't they care. don't give a nope. shit. Nope. And when you break drum heads, yep. you got to pay for them shits. Yep. So that's how I got into covers. Yeah. And then when I went exclusively covers uh, was 2009. I moved up. I moved here for a band called Heaven Hill. Um, I don't know if either one of you remember that band or not. We were we had some moderate success around. We had a like a number one hit in a region for like 15 weeks or some dumb shit, but. It all imploded. Cool. And when it imploded, and I got, <clears throat> air quotes kids, fired. Uh, how stupid was that? I just didn't want to do originals anymore. I didn't care. I was just like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Kind of done. Yeah. yeah. I was, and I've been pretty much done ever since. Um, and I tell you both all that so you will kind of know where I'm coming from. And I was also, I was 20 when I figured out that I could do it. I was thinking about the age when you guys were telling your mm-hmm. ages because my first show, I was 20 years old. Because like six months later or something, I turned 21. So I, did, I started late. I didn't start till, I didn't start playing until I was like 13. Yeah, that's about, I think I was 12. Man, yeah. mm-hmm. I was 14. Yeah. So you listened to music for three years though. That's cool. Yeah. You were like, gimme, yeah. gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah, you were like a sponge at that time. Oh, hell yeah. And you can remember shit, because I can't remember a fucking thing anymore. No, no. My memory blows. Hell yeah, you can ask anybody about me. What's your name again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get home? (laughs) Jippus, motherfucker, Jippus. The name of the song is... That's a true story, kids. Yeah. I'm throwing him under the bus just because that's what I do it's on true. my show. He forgot the name of his own song, and I had to tell him, and he went, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, them shits. There's more where that came from. Yes, that was that was a good follow-up. I'm gonna I'm stealing that from you, oh, by the way. Yeah, there's more where that memory lapse came from. So um, so I don't keep you too long. I don't want to get you guys out of here so you can drive back home, and I have to go move my drums. When you were at NAMM, how did it kind of present itself that oh this could actually turn into something now I know the story it didn't turn into something till later till she messaged sure. you mm-hmm. but did you kind of have that feeling then or were you just like oh this was a cool gig let's go home yeah I didn't know that it, she would actually yeah, message she was like I'd love to do this again let's let's do this and I was like sure anytime I'd love to, I'd love to do this I would absolutely love to she's do such a badass yeah sorry carry on and then she and she <laughs> Ended up, it was, you know, a while, not too awful long after that. And she said, let's let's try to make that really happen. Nice. So, yeah. Did you have to convince incredible. Mr. Talkative over here? Or oh, yeah. was he yeah. in yeah. immediately? Yeah, I didn't even finish my sentence. Yeah. No yeah. shit? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Now, since you, um, band didn't really exactly know who she was, when she started singing at NAMM, you went, fuck, didn't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that my exact reaction. Yeah. <laughs> She opens her mouth and you're yeah. just like, fuck. For the record, she should. I was so mad when she did not win that night. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I found out on your mm-hmm. podcast here mm-hmm. that she actually did win. Mm-hmm. That sucks. My, I, 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 it does suck, but I have, to be, I have to be honest because I'm twisted. 
my favorite thing she's well i had a couple of things she said on that show that was funny but one of my favorite things she said was the only regret i have is i couldn't shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> yeah really. she said if yeah. i could shut up i'd have that moment and i thought that was funny because she was yeah. ah shit i did it you know oh man but yeah it's it's yeah. um it's really cool that that things have worked out this way because it's like her and I said, and I think we all have said it in the group, this shit just doesn't happen every day. Absolutely not. Within less than a week, she met us all for the very first time. Oh, less than a week? Brother, it was two days. Yeah. Because yeah. I was really? only at NAM for three days. So, well, this was Saturday night. So what day was it? I met her Friday night. It would have been the week later. Because this was the week before now. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm this sorry. This was the week I'm sorry. before now. I thought so it was the same weekend. Week. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You you were correct, and yeah. I am wrong. Yeah, because I was. Less than a week. Yeah, because yeah. I went to the Hilton party Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I remember yeah. she was playing, and it was one of the things I I, I remember asking her or thinking to ask her mm-hmm. was, yeah. did you did you play yet or something? Because I remember seeing her on the schedule and I didn't think anything mm-hmm. about it. So, okay, I was wrong then. It was a week. What were you yeah. going to say? You started to say something. Oh, I was going to say either way, there's a lot of serendipity involved there. Oh, sure. yeah. how, we're essentially, okay, well, you two are not strangers, but essentially we're four strangers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or three. I guess it would yeah. be three because you two have known each other for, mm-hmm. for a while. How long have you known each other? Oh, man. See how my squirrel brain now. works, yeah. dude? I just fucking... I'm like uh, a ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah. We played a show for you. That would have been 2000... It was the summer of 2007. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been so, 10 yeah. or 12 years. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so yeah. essentially three strangers. Yep. Because you yeah. you you two sure. are kind of a yes. tandem, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... It's fucking crazy. And it serendipity really is. is the perfect word. That shit just doesn't happen every day. And and it's, everybody's really good people. We, we really get along, and it's, we sound good. We know today from today it sounds Yeah, we do. Really, I'm going really, to really toot good. y'all's horn. Oh, yeah. Y'all boys are badass. Yeah, same here, man. You're yep. Just, it was a great uh, drummer, man. Oh, thank you. Great I wasn't drummer. looking for compliments. Oh, I was just no, giving no. you guys compliments. You, you guys killed it. And I, I, I'm going to pick on you. Yeah. I'm going to pick on sure. you. Sure. Sure. Pulled out your bass and you had a pick in your hand and I went, yep. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But you don't play like a bass player who mm-hmm. doesn't know how to play because most bass players that play with a pick don't know how to play. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not players. shitting on you. Oh, I know. I know. There's a, you have a special is not the word. You have a unique tone in the way that you play and the way you strike. Mm-hmm. You're the first bass player, and I will go on record on my show saying this. You're my the first bass player that doesn't bother me that plays with a pick. Really? Yep. Wow. Most bass players that play with a pick drive me up a fucking wall because it's so tinny mm-hmm. and it's so trebly. Mm-hmm. You should, bass should not sound like that. No. You agree, man? Um, about the bass not sounding trebly, not about him. We <laughs> fuck him. Fuck that guy. Uh, I mean, I think there's good, you know, finger style bass players, and there's good uh, pick style bass players. You, you I've never come across any good pick ones. That's why I say that. For me personally. Right. Yeah, it's usually the guitar players It's like that end up playing with a, the with a pick. Mm-hmm. You know, a guitar player first. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I never did, I never did play, use the finger style. I never did that. That's crazy. But, you know, I, I just, I guess where I'm a drummer, too, a lot of people said, you know, where you're a drummer, you understand rhythm, so that's why I lock in with you immediately. Right, and yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely a very percussive bass player, but it's 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 cool, and that is not a backhanded compliment no. or a 
a throwing shade on you. Just my experience in 30 mm-hmm. years, I've never played with a bass player that played with a pick that I liked. It's just like, wow, That's you great, just, man. Thank you. I'm going to need you to do something with your fucking tone because you're driving me nuts. Yeah, no, I like You were like, Ugh. thumping tone, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and your bass is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Your guitar is pretty, too, but I've seen 100 million of those. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> Sorry, man. No offense. <laughs> Sounds good as fuck, though. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. But I don't see many guys playing a Gretsch hollow body. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Well, especially a bass. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you yeah. for correcting me. Yeah. You are you are a million percent right. And it, it's really got a good tone. It yeah. does. It, it, yeah. Well, it sounds really good as shit. Is. Yeah. So I was always a Rickenbacker guy before. Mm. Still got mm. the Rick. You still got some? Yeah. Nice. I may bring that out. May. May. Mm. You're, you're, you should. You're yeah. making me rethink what I'm taking. No, I'm not rethinking it. I was going to take my Gretsch rig since you're playing mm-hmm. Gretsch. Sure. But, but I'm painting this rig for yeah. this tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got him. I kind of got him. Yeah, you got him. Yeah, you got him. My fuckers don't know that I've painted yeah. a rig, but I'm repainting one of my rigs. Yeah, it's, it's badass. It's going to be badass. <laughs> it better be. Oh, yeah. Scott, it better be. Um, okay, so I'm going to let you guys go. I don't want to keep you all night because you have a three-hour drive. Um I would say that today was a success, gentlemen. A major success. Major yeah, success. success. I agree. I would say the boss lady will be happy. I think she will be very happy. Mm-hmm. If she's not, we're fucked. We're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> it's going to be or a Or is she in trouble? Ten days. Or is she in trouble? Yeah. Because then she'd have to hire a whole new band. Yeah. She's going to leave us yeah. in Canada. Yeah, that's what will happen. You're right. I'm cool until about September. Then it's going to get cold as fuck yeah. up there. No then I'm not cold, cold weather. No cold weather. We hate cold weather. It gets cold. Too. Yeah. It gets cold enough up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I will um, talk to you gentlemen soon. And I will. Absolutely. we will record another rehearsal. Or schedule another rehearsal. And thank you for hanging out with me for these few minutes. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, it's Absolutely. been real, man. Yeah, it's been a blast. I, thank you for saying that. I, I want to hug you. I won't because my herpes might jump on you. But <laughs> I thank you for saying that. Mind, I, I appreciate that. Um, but yes, we are going to kick ass. It's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, mm. that's it. I will talk to you guys on the other side of this. See ya. See ya. Hey guys, this is Steve Owens from Fascination Street Podcast here with a very important message. I'm awesome. I bet you thought I was going to say something else, but nope. What's important here is that I am awesome. I have a podcast called Fascination Street, and it allows me to bring to my listeners some of the most fascinating stories and guests. I started this show because I truly believe that everybody has a story, and I'm fascinated to hear those stories. In the short time I've been doing this show, I've interviewed actors, directors, writers, inventors, podcasters, musicians, pro athletes, Olympic athletes, actual war heroes, even a Bond girl and a luthier, whatever the hell that is, and of course, regular people. From people who wanted to be stars but never gave it a real try, to big company CEOs and people who got to meet their favorite president. I love getting to meet and speak with people who have a story to tell. I feel like everyone does, and it's my job to get them to tell it. You never know who my next guest will be. An Academy Award-winning actor, a platinum-selling musician, or your own mother-in-law. But one thing is for certain, you will be fascinated by their story. So come take a walk with me down Fascination Street. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, FascinationStreetPod.com. Well, that's it, kids. That's the show for the week. 
Hope you enjoyed that little short conversation I had with Steve and Ben. Uh, super cool dudes. We had a lot of fun at rehearsal, which means we're going to have a blast when we get out on the road. We've got some more rehearsals coming up, which doesn't really mean anything to you with the exception of we are putting in the work to make sure that Delana does not leave us in Canada like Ben suggested because that would fucking suck. I don't want to be stuck in Canada. It would suck hardcore and not in a good way. <laughs> Anyway, not that I have anything against Canada. It just gets fucking cold up there. But uh, I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Had a few laughs. And uh, make sure you check out Stephen Ben's stuff on Facebook and Instagram. I will post all their links in the show notes. Also, check out abbeyroadontheriver.com for all the information about that. If you've never gone, it's you definitely need to go. I know I sound like a hypocrite plugging it because I won't go, but I just hate fucking crowds. That's why I'm not going. I've seen enough footage, and I have enough friends that are involved in it. I have a few friends that always play it every year. It's an awesome thing, and if you're into the Beatles, then you definitely need to check it out. Also, uh, one last thing. Just so you know, here's some tour dates for the Delana tour that's going to happen in June. Uh, June 21st, we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. June 22nd, we're in Hazel Green, Wisconsin. June 24th, we're in London, Ontario, Canada. June 26th, we're in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. June 28th, we're in Cleveland, Ohio. And June 29th, we're in Richmond, Indiana. So that is the schedule so far. There may or may not be any more shows added, but that's still a really good run of shows. I'm so looking forward to it. And for my Louisville people, we just could not make a Louisville show happen. However, Richmond is only about three hours from here. So I already know for a fact that a few people in my little inner circle, my, my little circle is kind of small. It's literally, literally tiny, uh, are going to make the trek up to Richmond to check out the show, uh, which makes me humbled and proud and ecstatic all at the same time that I've got some people that are going to, that are willing to drive up there to see the show. So it's going to be an awesome run. It's going to be great. And that will be the 29th is definitely for sure. The last show of the little run that we're doing. Uh, Delana flies back to Holland on the 30th. She goes the, the very next day after Richmond, she's gone. She's out of here. See ya. If she doesn't leave us in Canada, that is. So make sure you check out that stuff. Check out DelanaRocks.com all that make sure you check out my website which if you forgot it it is barstarpodcast.com buy some t-shirts use amazon check out my sponsors check out steve sizemore check out ben noble and uh, that's it i'm out of here as i say at the end of every single episode i just sang song that and it was fucking lame however <gasps> go do some shit seriously beat it get the fuck out of here i got shit to do you got shit to do we all got shit to do and uh that's it I gotta go. I gotta go. You gotta go. We all gotta go. We gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta do some shit. And, uh, yeah. Whatever. So, until next time, I will talk at you soon.